Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Jesus, tired on his journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon, and when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food, and the Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered him, Jesus answered her, if you knew, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is asking you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw from and where, and that well is very deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than Jacob who gave us the well? And drank from it himself, as also did his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, anyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But everyone, everyone who drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water that I give them will become in them a spring, a water welling up to eternal life. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place today. We call upon that living water today. Refresh us. Renew us. Reunite us and ignite us, I pray. Lord Jesus, we are open to receive from you. This is your house. We are open to hear from you. This is your home. And we are open to be moved by you. Lord, would you have your way in this place today? In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let's give, some, let's give God some praise in the house this morning. You may be seated. Thank you for standing with me for the word this morning. Thank you for joining me, those of you that are online, to everyone there at uh, Revive, everyone there at Westside Ladies at the Women's Shelter, and all the rest of you that are joining us from around the world. And of course, give it up for yourself, those of you that drove all the way out here this morning to be here together. Come on. All right. Well, why don't you turn to at least two people and say, we're going to have fun today. Okay, try that on for size. <laughs> and if they don't sound convinced, just tell at least one or two more people again that we're going to have fun today. Speak it until you believe it. Well, how many of you think, or can be honest with me, that you haven't always been the most fun person to hang around? <laughs> hey, that's most of us. The rest of you, we'll spend some more time with you later, but... I'll be the first to admit that I've been wanting a lot more sunshine and a lot less rain, okay? And sometimes 
that environment can affect my atmosphere, if you know what I mean. But even though it's cloudy on the outside, it can still be sunny on the inside, right? It's like mom talking there. It can still be sunny on the inside. And, and Jesus said in John 8, 12, he said, I am the world's light. Jesus said, I am. He is the world's light. No one who follows me will stumble around in the darkness, and I provide plenty of light to live in. Come on, God has more than enough light for you today. You agree? Even if you can think of the most darkest places and the spaces that you've been going through or trying to hide, God's light is more than enough. I think we just got to let that light in today. Is that okay? Let's let his light in today. You know, it was brought to my attention by someone that I really love, um, that I've become too predictable. No. Come on. Honestly, when I first heard that, it kind of upset me. I don't think it was a compliment. And <laughs> although I have been naive on a lot of things. Um, but life to me, honestly, has been anything but predictable. But obviously, I've become somewhat predictable in my patterns. Well, today I want to establish new patterns of recreating. It starts with me. Say it starts with me. I'm glad you didn't all say it starts with Pastor Matt, so appreciate that. But let's create new patterns. Let's create new rhythms of recreate today. I'm sure there's many of us that would love to trade in some of our frustration for some more fun. But what if we could be fun and still go through the frustration? Are you with me? What if we could be fun and still go through the frustration? I praise God that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on. And I'm not what I feel, I'm what I decide. So I want to talk about prioritizing fun. Before we can have the right priorities, we need to have the right perspective. Are you with me? Do I need to say that again? Before we get all caught up in the priorities, how about we get the right perspective today? If, if Jesus taught his disciples anything, it was his presence was not designed to fix all their problems. Because when he showed up, did they have more problems or less problems? The answer is more problems. Jesus' presence is designed to fix our perspective. And I think some of us are going to have a mental shift this morning as we get into the Word of God. And as Romans 12 says, that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds and that we don't conform to the patterns of these world. Come on. It's time for new patterns. But notice how there's, there's certain people that need to, like, they're always looking for fun. They need to find fun. Well, there's other people they are just fun to be around. But maybe there's a way to find fun even in the midst of our frustration. Maybe there's a way to still be realistic, yet just relax a little bit. Just relax a little bit. Even if you're enjoying life, there's always more fun to be found. Can you agree with me? Because again, what you look for is what you find. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
So first, we're going to have to define what recreates us. And then we're going to have to go even a little bit deeper. But why don't we start in a place that we could probably understand? What recreates you? What fills your bucket? You know, some of us enjoy being outdoors. Some of us enjoy, you know, just a little bit of time away from the kids, you know. (laughs) Some of us might enjoy a, a good book alone. And some of us might enjoy the company of certain people. We're all different, and we're all created different. But there is a common thing what God created us for, and that is relationship with him and relationship with others. Okay? And so even Jesus understood the need for relationship and the need in the rhythms to reflect, regroup, and recreate. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So let's explore the meaning of recreate by getting into God's word today. Again, let's go to John chapter 4. If you've got your Bibles with you, if not, it'll be on the screen here. I'd encourage you, I've also put my notes out there on you version. Please take them, make them better, share them. Because we only have a certain amount of time together. And my, my prayer is that this message points you even closer to Jesus, but you leave so hungry for the word that you got to go deeper and you got to have more and in the fellowship of others. You with me? Okay, here we go. So John 4, verses 6 to 8. Again, Jesus says, Jesus, tired as he was from his journey, sat down by the well, and it was about noon. When the Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. Jesus was tired. He hadn't eaten. And you know what? When we feel fatigued, I don't know about you, I guess I can't speak for you, but I could speak for myself. When I'm tired, that usually means that I need to refuel. Right? And it's hard to get stuff done when you're running on empty. And I know when I'm tired, and then if you add hungry to that equation, Dell, I get hangry. I'll be the first to admit, I get hangry. Angry, hungry, get it? My wife will testify to that. But that ties back even to the fitness side that we talked about and the importance of whole health and taking care of this temple that God has given us. Why? So we can give people our best and not give them our scraps and our leftovers. People that need it the most. And you know, it's just like if your vehicle is running on empty, you're going to put fuel in it. Even if it costs $2 a liter, you're going to find a way or make a way to put... Why? Because otherwise, you're not going to be able to keep going. And some reason we think that we can continue to run around on empty. Are you with me? For Jesus, he was about to refuel from a different source. Sometimes we just reach for the natural and we miss the supernatural. Some of you have been running on regular and it's time to step into premium. (laughs) I notice how Jesus asked the Samaritan woman for a drink. Jesus had the ability to perform miracles. He could have made water come down from the sky. Heck, he could have made water come out of the ground. 
But he was asking not for his own benefit, but for hers and for ours. Jesus wanted to prove a point. Will you give me a drink? It's a choice. What recreates you, what you reach for, is a choice. How are you refueling in this season? And how do you, how do you give Christ, how do you give Jesus a drink? Well, we can choose to contribute or we can choose to be complacent. The first point I want to put out there is this. I choose. I choose fun by contributing instead of staying complacent. Remember we said before that we, we need to be a church that does more celebrating and less complaining. We need to be a community that does more celebrating and less complaining. But how about when it comes to being complacent? Sometimes we just sit there and we commit a sin by omission. By not doing and stepping out into what God wants us to do. The men and I studied Isaiah 43, 19 this morning. It says, behold, I do a new thing. Do you not see it? Can you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness. I'm making streams in the desert, in the wasteland. We can choose to contribute. Or we can just stay and focus on what is dry and what isn't working and when we don't see a way out. Are you with me? Having fun is a choice. It, first of all, it's a perspective. Okay. Proverbs eleven twenty five says that a generous person will prosper and whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Hmm. I was challenged by one of my mentors not that long ago when he challenged me to do something and then I said, I can't. Believe it or not, I said that. It was a long time ago. I swore once. I haven't done it again. <laughs> That's a swear word in our household, isn't it, sweetheart? Another four-letter swear word. Anyway, can't. But then he responded with, you can't or you won't. I still feel it. When given an opportunity to help or be helped, don't misinterpret Otherwise, you'll miss your miracle. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know, within wisdom. <laughs> but the man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't are both right. And you might be tired, worn out, burnt out. But I don't know what well you're sitting beside right now that you're hoping to draw from. But you can't, but, but God can if you let him, if you're willing to take the ownership. If you lean into his word and not the worries of this world. So just to give a little context, uh, Jews and Samaritans, they didn't get along. They were actually enemies. And it was, they even believed the Jews believed if they used a dish that belonged to a Samaritan person, that they would become defiled or they would become unclean. So I think it's pretty cool that Jesus didn't even have a dish. He didn't have a bucket. He would have to use her bucket. Come on. You see, Jesus was all about doing different. 
He was anything but predictable. Anything but ordinary. And he was always about crossing those boundaries of both religion and even culture so people could get to Christ. Right? And culturally, it was, it was wrong even for a rabbi to speak to a Samaritan woman. It's all stacking up now. <laughs> you going to come sit down, sweetheart? I just see my beautiful bride standing on the side. Can you give it up for my beautiful bride? That's where I need you, right there. Thank you. Let's go to verse 23. Yet a time is coming. So we've jumped ahead. This is the response that Jesus had to the Samaritan woman. He says, a time is coming and now has come. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. How many worshipers in the house? How many spirit-filled people in the house? How many truth-filled people in the house? You know, I got, I'm just going to use this because I'm standing here on this platform. You will ask for forgiveness later. But there has been people that have asked me when they come to this church, are you a, a grace-filled church? Or are you a truth church? And I said, we're both. We're grace and truth. Jesus was both. We're grace and truth. We're spirit and truth. Anyway, I thought I'd throw that out there. We don't have to park on that too long. My second point is, we refuel our fun when we rejoice. We refuel our fun when we give God praise. Everything good comes from God. And he deserves the glory. And he deserves the honor. And he deserves the praise even when things aren't going good. Because we're believing that all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So even when we don't see it, he's working. He can't ever stop working. He's an ever-working God. Okay, you, you with me? So then we praise him. Even in the midst of our problems. Even in the midst of our frustration, we can still have fun. Because we know the battle is won. That we don't have to fight for victory, but can fight from victory. It's a matter of perspective. Shift your perspective. And you'll shift your position. It says in spirit and truth, and Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And where the spirit of the Lord is, again, there is freedom. You don't know if any of you follow Dr. Caroline uh, Leaf. You should read her stuff. She's kind of smart, neurologist, and a believer. Highly recommend her. But she said this, So gratitude is one of the most powerful tools to improve your mood and to improve your mind and to improve your mental health. It is free and simple, but often underutilized. Gratitude. How do we enter into his courts? With thanksgiving in our hearts. How do we enter into his gates? But with praise. It's the key. You know, they found that people that are thankful live longer. It's actually, they've actually done, they've proven by doing studies 
that those that are thankful are more likely to recover of any kind of sickness, disease, or injury. Just because they're thankful. Having an attitude of gratitude. Choosing to become better instead of bitter. Praise God, I choose that one. Right? I think for many of us, we've, we've tattooed the scripture on our heart, Philippians 4, 6 to 9. Because this has been a season where anxiety has been in our face. And faith cannot fix what you're not willing to face. But I love what the Bible says to do with anxiety. Be anxious about what? Some things? Nothing. But everything through prayer and what? Make your request known to God. Whatever is loving, godly, true, noble, meditate on these things. You know, focus on that. What you focus on is what you give power to. Focus on the worry. You'll become worryful. That's a word, right? <laughs> it is now. Focus on praise and you'll become powerful. It all depends on what your source is and what you draw from. So let's do a fun exercise right now. Dr. Caroline Leaf said this is a good thing to do. Think of three things that you are grateful, you yourself are grateful for. Three things. If you're the keeners that are like in the front row taking notes right now, love you guys. I don't know if you're making a grocery list, but I, I think you're taking notes. <laughs> three things that you are grateful for. Three things you're, you're grateful for. Write them down. Let's start by celebrating you. Let's start by what, what, how God has created you, that your difference creates your reward. Three things. Once you've got those three things, let's jump ahead a few chapters. And let's write down three struggles or obstacles that you are grateful for and why you're grateful for them. Mm-mm-mm. It could be as simple as getting to go to the gym. Right? The greater the resistance, the greater the reward. <laughs> it could be as simple as getting to wake up at 4 a.m. this morning. Maybe you didn't do that, but maybe you have kids. Maybe you woke up at 4 a.m., 3 a.m., 2 a.m. Remember, that's a gift from God. Might not always look like it, but that's a gift. Think of three things that, that are a bit of a struggle right now or an obstacle that are, are growing you. That You're thankful for that. You're thankful because even though you may have been searching for answers and searching for solutions to things, searching for reasons, but you're thankful that God has given you a revelation. And that is, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Right? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Sometimes the revelation is a lot stronger and greater than going after the reasons. Isn't that true? But we still want reason. <laughs> we don't always see the things that appear in the form of resistance as being a means of a recreate, do we? And there's got to be a part of Jesus at that well, like where he was tired. Well, we know he was tired. He was exhausted. He sent his disciples away. Just... This is a little break. Me and the Father next to the well. 
But then the Lord sent the Samaritan woman. That her life would forever be changed, and not just her life, the life of many of those in the whole community and town would be changed. His resistance, or what would seem like a bit of resistance, would actually be a great reward. It would actually renew and refresh him. In verse 31, it says, Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, so they come back and say, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. You could clap for that. Yeah. Anytime we read the word of God, clap for that. You know, the word food in the Aramaic, we've been getting into some of the Aramaic stuff. I think Pastor Rudy started it. But it means nutrients, translated in kingdom. Nutrients, kingdom. And Jesus feasts upon the devotion, hear me out, of his bride. Who's the bride? The church. The woman at the well represents the church. Jesus is refreshed by the devotion of the church back to him. Ooh, you feeling it? Will you give me something to drink? Isn't it cool that just last week we went through Matthew 25 where it says that just as you do to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you do unto me. That was Jesus' words. For when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. You fed me, you clothed me, you invited me in, you visited me while I was in prison. Wow. That's how we refresh our Lord and Savior. By serving his church, we serve him. And if you were to ask me, Pastor, how, how can I honor you? How could I, I serve you? You know, the first thing that would come to my, my mind would be, honor my wife. No, seriously. Like, I'm like, I don't, I, I feel very blessed, just so you know. I've been very blessed by this church. But I would say, honor my bride. You know, and then if you want to go further, you can honor my kids or whatever. And then I would, but I would say, all right, thank you, Siri. <laughs> I don't... And how about this? I would say, I say, honor, honor the leadership of this church. Honor the servants of this church. Jesus said, if we want to be a great leader, we need to be a servant unto all. But if you can honor the people that, that, that I've appointed, that we've appointed by name, when you honor them, you honor me. It's no different than when people in the community outside of this church come to me and they brag about you. Oh, do they brag about you. They brag about the family of College Street, whether I'm working out at Fit for Change, at, even at the grocery store. They brag about you, and that's when I feel honored. So how much more will our Heavenly Father then feel honored when we honor one another? Point three. We find fulfillment, or sorry, fun in the fulfillment of doing God's will. We find fun in the fulfillment 
of doing God's will. Serving one another. Lifting up one another. Remember just a little while ago, I, I wanted to encourage you. And I, sa- and I said, you know, don't give up on people. Don't, give, don't, don't stop loving. Don't stop serving. Definitely don't stop forgiving. But don't give up on people. Give people up to God. Give people up to God. That's the, that's the best thing you can do. How are they going to know him? But by our love for one another. I mean, that's the best way to, to refresh, to have fun, to recreate, is to know the perspective of Christ and to serve one another. Let the Spirit fill you up. Don't just focus so much on the natural and miss God's supernatural. Allow Him to make His strength known and perfect, even in your weakness. Would you stand with me? In verse 35, said, Don't you have a saying, it's still four months until harvest? Jesus said, I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for the harvest. I think Christ is opening our eyes today. When we think harvest, there's probably a lot of people that think fun. You get to reap the rewards of all that we have sown and invested in others. But all the farmers in the house know when I say harvest, you think work. You can still have fun. Even in the frustrating times. You can still, with every breath that you take, every burden that you carry or what you go through, if you do it for him, for his kingdom, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You will reap the reward. And the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you again for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for showing us what it means to be a healthy community, a healthy church. Thank you for sending your one and only Son and for giving up your son so that we could receive salvation and forgiveness thank you Lord I pray for an impartation of your spirit in this room today Holy Spirit would you just move and fall upon each individual we thank you for your love your joy peace your patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Lord, we humbly accept to be your hands and feet. May you be honored by the way that we love one another. In Jesus' name, amen. If, If you're here today, and you struggle with the fun part, the joy part. You know, you might be able to get through life and 
You might be surviving and striving and reaching for other things. But if you feel like something's still missing, maybe you even reach for religion, but you missed relationship. Jesus is here. He is in the place. And he is as alive and active as he was to that woman at the well. And he has left with you his Holy Spirit. And Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9 that if we believe in our hearts, that's where it starts, and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing in our hearts that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. I want to lead you through a prayer right now. For some of you, maybe it was like me. You might have even grown up in a Christian home, gone to church, Sunday school, all that stuff. But let's be honest. You were living for your own joy. You were living for your own fun. And there comes a time where you need to literally go from your way of doing things and say, Lord, I'm going to turn to you. I'm going to seek you first in all things, believing that all things will be added unto me. I will seek your will. Not my will, but yours be done. And maybe that's you. You're going to come back to him. And it's just as important as the first time of coming to him. So let's pray together. Would you pray a prayer with me right now? Let's just pray. Everyone in the house, would you pray with me? Say, dear Jesus, I know what it's like to be frustrated, to not measure up, and to sin. Would you please forgive me? You see, I believe that you chose to die for me. I believe that you rose from the grave. Would you come into my heart? Would you come into my life? Would you be Lord over my life? In Jesus' name, amen. Just stay in this moment, eyes closed in this moment. This is a beautiful, beautiful moment as the Lord has been speaking to us today and his presence is real. It's tangible. You can feel it. If God spoke to you in any way today in his word, would you just give me a thumbs up? I just want to, that's for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All over the room, praise the Lord. The second is this. If you prayed that prayer, which we just prayed, whether it was the first time or whether you're coming back to him in a relationship with Jesus, would you just give me a thumbs up in the room and say, Pastor, that was me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we could witness what we just witnessed. Thank you, Lord, that we could honor you through the gospel and the good news of your son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your joy is our strength in in this house which belongs to you. Lord, we want to continue to worship you and honor you. Thank you, Lord. Um, Here at, at College Street, We believe so much in the Great Commission, which is to make disciples, to go into all the world baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching others to obey the commands which Christ has taught us. And we're just so blessed and so honored that we can, every day, now lift the lid on this stage and give God the glory. 
And I'm going to ask the team to come lift this lid. And we're going to press in. And baptism, if you're, if you're hearing about it for the first time, you hear me talk about it all the time. But we are commissioned. We are called. It's not a suggestion. And in Romans, it says that when we are baptized, we are baptized with Christ. We are immersed. And when we go under the water, it's the, it represents when Christ went to the grave. And when we come up out of the water, it says that we are resurrected with Christ. Something powerful happens. And I would be an honor for me to, to talk to you more about it if you need to know more. But you don't need any other reason but the name that is Jesus and that he has called you into baptism to come forward. In Acts 22, it says, what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. So let's just press in, and if that's you, I'll be down there. Come talk to me. But it would be, again, an honor to be a part of that journey with you. Let's worship God. Let's give God some praise. Come on. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.